Hey guys, and welcome to this surprise episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. So much of a surprise, it's a surprise to me. I didn't think I was going to have a show to bring you for you today. I was kind of having a week off, if I'm honest, but I was cleaning through my laptop um, yesterday and I found these two interviews um, stashed away in a file that I didn't even know existed and I don't know why these were there. But these are two interviews I had from Comic Salopia. Remember that? Way back when? Ah, but, you know, we got these interviews. Um, I edited them last night and I got them ready for release today. And there's no other reason why these interviews have not been released other than the fact that I didn't know where they were. I didn't know, you know, I forgot. My bad. Uh, I do apologise to the guys um, that were interviewed uh, for the late release, but it's not such a bad thing, you know. Um, we keep the comic salopia thing going, uh, reminds people of what it was. And actually, you know what? This episode, even though it was only a few months ago, shows a lot of growth in both me and Shane and our abilities. And you know what? It was really nice listening to them back. This episode is going to be split into two parts. The first part, you're going to be listening to Phil Davis. Phil Davis is one of the nicest guys I ever met. He's a good guy. Um, he does. Uh, he writes for children's programs. Uh, the ones he mentions are Go Jetters and the Furchester Hotel. If you've got little ones and you've had CBBs playing in the background, you'll know them very, very well. Part two is going to be an interview that we did with... Nathan Proctor and Andrew Richmond from Mondo Comics. Nathan's a good guy. Um, he was a, a guy that was, you know, he was he was about to give up the whole writing game for comic books until Andrew came along and took him under his wing. It's a really nice story, and they make some amazing work together. You know, um, I think Nathan's a really good writer, and Andrew's work is just phenomenal. Uh, I remember standing and looking through all his oil paintings, and he has got so much talent and uh, you know he's give this 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 guy a chance and it's really nice thing to see so you know i hope you enjoy that now before we get into this episode i want to give a shout out and say thank you to claire balami for uh, bringing this to my attention i want to give a shout out to a young guy called will dean he's the owner of shrewsbury skateboard and streetwear store morale and he's launching um, something called Fleet Socks as he prepares to run the Berlin Marathon, which was this Sunday just gone, the 29th of September. Um, and, you know, the technical socks and uh, with colourful designs and materials tailored for running and other sports activities. But they are also socks with a purpose. And the quote here says, Four years ago, a close relative and loved one was diagnosed with early onset dementia and Alzheimer's disease, says Will. It's been tough accepting this diagnosis and realising that time passing leads to the inevitable getting nearer and nearer. At Fleet Socks, we aim to inspire everyone to make memories and enjoy the present whilst making a conscious choice to help those affected by the disease. And Fleet uh, Socks will be donating 80% of their profits to their partner charity Alzheimer's Research UK with the remaining 20% reinvested into the business to help it grow and create sustainable impact. And there's another quote from Will at the end here. It says, when I started running, I've learned the hard way how important a well-designed and well-built sock was after ending up with very painful feet, says Will. I'd been fundraising for Alzheimer's Research UK through a series of running events, but wanted to go further, 
Creating Fleet Socks is a perfect opportunity for me to deliver a great product to market whilst also supporting this cause that's close to my heart. Now look, this kid is doing an amazing thing. He's putting his body on the line to raise money for something that's close to his heart. And I can do nothing more than commend him with my highest regard. Um, these sort of things really do um, give me hope for the future. You know, he's, he's 20 years old. Um, he's got a lot of life ahead of him. But yet all he's doing is trying to, to help others. And, you know, um, well done. And I know this is a day late for after your marathon. I hope you did well, Will. And if you guys want to help contribute, um, go to www.fleetsocks.com. That's F-L-E-E-T-Socks.com. And you can buy the socks there and you can raise some money for Alzheimer's. Well done, Will. And thank you, Claire, for bringing this to my attention because I love these kind of things. You know that. Now, look, let's get on with this episode and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, drop me a comment afterwards. Let me know what you think. Um, you can email me, shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just drop me a message on Facebook. I'll get to get back to you eventually. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the episode and peace out. Catch you guys next week. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never speaking again. I, I've been accused of uh, of enjoying the sound of my own voice many times, but no I can tell you the amount of hours I put into editing. By the end of it, you're kind of like, oh, it's that guy again. <laughs> um, welcome to the the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, thank you for joining us. I'm Alex, uh, the co-host, and uh, no, I'm the host, and this is my co-host Shane. <laughs> you're right. It's been a long right. day. So, do you want to introduce yourself? So, of we know course. Yeah. yeah, my name's Phil. Uh, I'm a, um, a writer. I write for um, children's television. So, uh, as I say, at the moment, I'm writing for um, Go Jetters for CBeebies. Go Jet, go go, go Jetters. <laughs> uh, that's been on. It's uh, been in the background so many times. With me and Shane, have both got kids. Fantastic, um, fantastic. Um, and how did you how did you get into that? Crikey! Yeah, it's always the uh, one of the first questions you get asked, and it's one of those things where. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know. So uh, <laughs> I've always I've always loved writing, as I say, and uh, it was one of those opportunities. I used to do these massive, great big pictures. So uh, and what it was was um, almost like a collage. You'd have various bits and pieces on there. So uh, various kind of weird subjects. I did one on fairies, one on um, witchcraft, one on kind of um, psychic warfare during the sixties. This kind of thing. So and you'd look at each individual piece, and um, so it would be like a newspaper clipping, or there would be. Um, a, a, a witch's needle, this kind of thing. So make them all up. If you looked at it individually, you could see which of the pieces. If you took your time to read it, it told a story. So you'd have all these different bits and pieces that if you read it, you could actually follow a thread through it. Uh, made one of those for a um, very good mate of mine. And her husband happened to be working for the BBC. Got invited along to a kind of behind-the-scenes thing on GoJetters when they were just looking at launching that. Um, from there, then got invited along to a writer's workshop, which is a week-long thing. Um, at the end of that, we were invited to pitch 
for two shows, one being Justin's House, one being Furchester Hotel. And uh, I was just lucky enough that they quite liked what I did for Furchester Hotel. So I ended up getting a, uh, getting so a gig. you wrote for Furchester as well? Wrote for Furchester as well. Wow. Yes, yes. How has that, that been like? Here is Elmo and Cookie Monster. Do something great with him. It, was mind, it genuinely was mind-blowing because I managed to get to see them um, filming it as well. So, uh, and then you're sitting there thinking... I remember watching Cookie Monster when I was about three or four years old and here he is saying words that I've written myself. I mean, admittedly, it was only Cookie, but it's even still, it was Cookie that I'd written myself there and you're thinking, blimey. And then you suddenly realise that it's not just me going to be watching this, it's like millions of children everywhere. Hold on a second, they're not real? (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing with his hand? (laughs) Oh no, Cookie Monster's real. (laughs) Uh, These are all like properties that I guess our kids really enjoy, especially like Elmo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elmo, he's one of the classics, isn't he? You know? Well, that's it, yeah, yeah. And you kind of, uh, when you're there um, meeting the actors and the performers and things like that as well, uh, but when you're watching, the, watching them perform, all you're concentrating on is the puppets. You, uh, the, the performers just kind of disappear into the background. Mm. But it's all the voice work and everything like that they're doing with it and, uh, and stuff. There's and a lot of work that goes into it. Well, that's it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of turn up and you'd see like um, a whole kind of sound rig there. You've got all the set and everything like this, which of course is a lot smaller than you're expecting it to be. You expect it to be absolutely huge. Mm. But they've got everything kind of tucked away in little places and things like this. But uh, um, I was just, I've been watching a, a series with Jim Carrey on, on Now TV called Kidding. Mm. I don't know if you've ever come across this. I've yet. not seen that it's one yet. Absolutely no, no. Fantastic. Netflix for me. So. Um, it's, it's worth watching. It's um, it's about a guy who's Mr. Pickle, uh, <laughs> a bit like Mr. Tumble. You know, you know yeah. this kind of beloved character everywhere he goes. He's like Mr. Pickle. You know, <laughs> but this guy has lived this life of being this kid's character, living inside this kid's character's mind for so long. He just doesn't know what's real, what's right, what's oh, up, cool. what's down. Um, I guess you know being involved in that sort of environment. Um, it, it's kind of a weird spin on how, how do you know what's right for kids for how what's what's right for, do you well, finally get immersed into it you know? yeah you do I mean it's not just um, when you're writing it, it, it there's a team of you so uh, obviously I, I write um, write script there's a group of writers that work for them but uh, you'll send in the script I mean it's not just a case of sending in a script and that's it to start off with you have to pitch forward your ideas mm. so you send forward your idea if the uh, producers think yeah there's some legs on that then it will be a case of write, write it out a little bit further. So the actual stage to write a script is probably um, from first idea to it actually being finished, probably about three, four months, something like that. I guess so there's lots of work to be like, is there anything hidden in the language that we're using? You've got to be so careful. You've got to be so careful. And they have what's called a, um, a team on board that will check it for things. So you can't have stuff that, um, that kids can easily copy. So things like where you have um, the old, stuff when I was growing up you'd have kids with you know tin pots and on their head and things like this big big no-no nowadays so uh, anything at all it's that like, children- must be a minefield yeah yeah and you have as I say you have like a, a proper group there who will, who will check it and make sure that yeah that's okay that's okay but also the fact that um, because Gojet has been a, uh, a geography program rooted in reality you can't make stuff up so you have to have it uh, if you're saying right we're going to the chocolate hills in the Philippines and um it needs to be right. Okay, let's have a look at to make sure that's there. What time of year are you going? Right, we'll need to make sure uh, that, uh, that things match up with that. And then it's also a case of the animating team as well will come back to you and say, "Fantastic idea," but there's budgetary requirements. There's the fact that what you're asking us to do is is, is not feasible. So uh, so it's always, although you know we we kind of drive the story and write the ideas and things like that. There is always feedback from other people there who are saying, well, maybe rein that bit in or that bit's fantastic. Let's let's bring that bit out and things like this. So, 
And like a lot of, I guess a lot of kids TV can be accused of being repetitive because it is a lot of colours and numbers yeah, and, you yeah. know, Sesame Street, for example, or the word of the day, is, yeah, you know, yeah. all these kind of things. So that's why I really like GoJetters because it's, like you said, it's a geography based programme and it's yeah. teaching people about, about, kids about the world. Yeah. Um, what is it like actually writing the things that are generic is can it get tiring can it get you know it's always always an interesting challenge because you have what's called the format points so certain things like with gojet as you'll have noticed there's always the funky facts there's more often than not of rooms to launch or a trucks to launch there's um let's say the various characters have to get their catchphrases in so you'll have uh, zuli going on about uh, not cool and kyan saying he's aced it so you'll have these certain points that you have to bring in but you also need to bear in mind that when you're writing these things you've only got so many lines to do it in so uh, GoJet is 11 minutes and that's it you know and within that 11 minutes talking about format points you'll have um, the opening credits you'll have the funky facts you'll have the closing credits and things like this so before you've even started you've got 105 lines to work with and you may well have lost 20 or so to mm. uh, to, to format and points and problem generate. as well they always have a problem to solve that's well. it and trying to come up with something new and uh, one of the big things that usually happens you send in an idea and they, one of the big things that comes back is why have they gone there you know, what, what's, what's the point? Why has Grandmaster Glitch suddenly decided he wants to go to Antarctica? And it's like, because <laughs> oh. he does. Yeah, yeah. It like, doesn't, doesn't quite work. So you kind of have to come up with motivation for everyone. And when you've got a show like GoJetters, which is, as I say, now um, 102 odd episodes, 104 episodes that have been, uh, have been made and broadcast, when you're coming up with ideas for it, it's like, yeah, it's a great idea, but we've already done that in like Panama <laughs> Canal or that one's already happened here. Yeah. And there's also considerations that you want to kind of give um, equal billing to the whole the whole world so I mean it would be dead easy just to keep basing them in the US and the UK and Europe but then you've got other areas as well yeah, of course yeah. which which um, you also need to look at and there's also believe it or not issues of copyright with some of the mm. landmarks and things like that you're going yeah, for Easter Island you know sort of yeah. thing you know yeah uh, does, is the, what's the reach for Go, sorry I'm hogging the mic here, <laughs> yeah, what's the reach like for GoJetters do you make different versions of it for different countries uh, it does get translated yeah so it yeah. does get uh, broadcast worldwide uh, target audience is around about four to seven years of age so yeah. we're kind of slightly higher on the uh, on the CBB side of things but I've found um, as I say just as many adults like yourselves come along and say blimey you've written yeah. for Grandmaster Glitch you've written a Grimble <laughs> it's one of those things where you find yourself like a singing, go get it. Yeah. But when you've got no kids in the house as well, <laughs> and it's still on the telly. <laughs> I still find myself telling people, oh, I used it like that. Like, oh, not cool. No, no. <laughs> We're on a date with you. <laughs> the, the two things are, are having, that have in common with, with the two of the programs you mentioned with Justin's House and Furchester is chaos. Yes. A lot of chaos. There's yeah. tea. Yeah. Yeah, there's tea time. <laughs> tea time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. And it's so easy just to say, um, "Oh, general chaos ensues" as a footnote or something like that. So, right, no, 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 general chaos ensues. In which case, you usually get a note back saying, "Please expand." Why? What you you're mean like, by oh. general chaos? Yeah, you're like, well, they're just being, you know, <laughs> you throw slime around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Justin Fletcher is like he's like the rock and roll of, of kids TV, right? Definitely. What's he like to write for? I've not written for Justin myself as yet, so because I've, uh, as I say, he's um, got a different term working for him. But it's always kind of weird writing for somebody who. Um, I think well, we have a tank going round. <laughs> <there. laughs> Clearly, Justin's coming in. Yeah. So, uh, what did you about? say about me? <laughs> 
I think you'll find. Um, yeah, it's, it's always, I mean, looking at it from the point of view of, of not so much writing for Justin, but writing for people like Cookie Monster and Elmo and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You have this whole kind of, I found a weight of expectation on you. I mean, you get this whole kind of thing, you get slightly starstruck anyway, because you're writing for somebody that you've seen on TV, you know, years and years and years and over, and it's like a key part of your childhood. So you're kind of sitting there thinking, well, I want to do him justice, but I also kind of want to put my own kind of stamp on him yeah. and things like that. So uh, you kind of want to make him yourself. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, yeah, it's slightly mad. It is slightly, uh, slightly mind-blowing. I've got a really odd question for you. Is the, f- the Elmo in Furchester the same Elmo in Sesame yeah. Street? Because yeah. I noticed that he's, he doesn't have as much of an American accent. I don't know if they've done that on purpose because it's British TV. Possibly. Yeah, because, I mean, it is a joint Sesame and uh, it's definitely the same performer that, uh, that does yeah, it. Right. I'm trying to think okay. of the oh, chap's really? name. Yeah, same performer that goes around so uh, that does them. So uh, same with Cookie. Same bloke who's done Cookie throughout the whole of Maybe his... Maybe he's just uh, fed up of being, doing an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he'd mix it change, up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just always thought there was like an emphasis, like we don't want... Because my, my little boy watches Ryan Toy accessories or whatever it's yeah. called uh, Ryan's toy review and he f- I find him going daddy you can find Ryan's toys at Walmart uh, to such as and I'm like okay uh, not, no more YouTube for you move along move along yeah. <laughs> yeah because I mean I guess it's important that we, we kind of don't teach, teach our kids to sound American. Uh, it sounds like really snobby, snobbish thing to say. But well, I mean, there's the, the, the wonderful thing about the world is variety in it. Mm. And to, to get all corporate and on message, I think that's one of the big things that GoJetters goes for is the fact you've got this wonderful variety of, uh, of what's in the world. And I mean, certainly, um, as I say, the, the, the tail end of the second season, they started looking more towards um, not just places, but environmental processes and things. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I think a programme like that celebrates the diversity that we have in the world mm. what's around, which is smashing. And where where is this leading to now? Are you writing for anything else at the moment? Any ideas? Right, yeah, writing for a few bits and pieces. Stuff that unfortunately I can't say at the moment. Oh. Oh. Broadcast, so, uh, yeah, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. So, uh, but yeah, so there's a, a few bits and pieces in the pipeline. So, so you're definitely busy. Ticking along. I never like. I never use the B word just in case. As soon as you say it, that's it. It stops. But, uh, but yeah, ticking along. So. It's the opposite thing in my job. You're not allowed to say the Q word because oh, it's yeah. so quiet. And it's like bah. Yes. Why did you <laughs> say that for? Yeah. Never say the Q word. Yes. Have, um, have you guys ever? This is a really difficult question. You probably have you guys ever dropped any clangers? Anything that people have pulled up and been like, "Oh, you can't do that." The, the big thing you have to be aware of, especially with it being an environmental program and uh, a program about the world, is what's happening in the world. So you can find sometimes that there will be subjects or there will be stories or locations that, because of the state of the world we're living in, all of a sudden become particularly um, focused on in the media for various reasons um, some of them not particularly positive and so you have to be aware from that point of view that some stories perhaps aren't able to be shown some of them aren't able to be shown again because might have characters or touch on themes that are then latterly deemed to be slightly developed uh, into something quite yeah yeah dubious yeah welcome to syria (laughs) (laughs) today we are covering yeah yeah you'll never see the episode of when the gojettes visit chernobyl but (laughs) (laughs) is is there somewhere which you've always wanted to do with like gojettes or something like that which you were never actually able to do blimey now there's a question I don't Newcastle know, upon time. Like, like, for example, like, like Chernobyl. <laughs> like or Chernobyl or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know. There's, um, I find myself getting some... I don't try and get too married to me 
Timmy pitches me ideas just in case. It's one of the first things you learn about being a writer is never get too hooked on to, uh, too, you know, an idea yeah. tied onto what, what you're doing because there's going to be somebody there you might think it's fantastic, best idea ever, but there may well be somebody there who says, well, not too sure about that yeah. or what have you. And the same with location. That's so. like a classic rule for writing in general, isn't it? Exactly. It's like yeah. your first story may not even be sold, you yeah. know, so you've yeah. got to keep going, keep going. That's, that's been like a reoccurring message we've heard today is just say yes, just do it. Just, just go keep, out there going. keep going and keep, keep going. going. Yeah. You know, we yeah. spoke to Frank Whiteley earlier who was saying like he was doing anything and everything he could to sell his, his work. Yeah. You know, um, and how was it... F- because, like you said, you make quite a smooth transition into this. Was there a lot of trial and error in there beforehand? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was with when it's to say start refer Chester, which was um, which was really fortunate. But the, the idea I pitched forward for Furchester was one that they turned down. So they'd said to me, um, "Look, okay, right, uh, you know, send forward an idea." So maybe me rather than sending forward one, I sent forward three. So uh, <laughs> the same thing again. You kind of like if you don't if you don't put yourself forward, you're not going to yeah. get there. So uh, and I thought, well, if everyone else is sending in one idea, at least they'll think, "Well, bloody hell, this." Is Phil Davis here is sending in um, sending in three ideas, so at least I kind of got recognised for that. Mm. But in the way that helped as well, because they said, "Well, the ideas you sent in aren't going to work for us, but we like your style of writing." Mm. And it was that when they then said, "You know, would you be willing to pitch forward another idea, and we'll kind of help you along with that?" So I had somebody mentor me through that first yeah, I mean, that uh, first kind of process. It's one of the things which I've always said. I've said for ages is that everybody in everyone, everyone's success obviously everyone's got skills and talents and that kind of stuff but it, it ultimately it all comes down to chance you yes know, everyone's just lucky yeah to some, someone at some point has given them a chance that's has given it. them that's an it. opportunity and um again that's something that was said earlier is that you know that there are there are hundreds of comedians uh, you know actors as sportsmen or the you know that that they're the best in the world, yeah. but they've never tried. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's just... And I think that it, it all comes down to opportunity and the, and the fact that... Speak for yourself, Baldy. I'm, 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 I'm fabulous and I sell myself as fabulous, you know. But, you know, it, it, it is, it is. And, like, all it takes is just someone just to give someone a break yeah, and just give them a chance to show themselves. Like like, like that example, you know, they didn't like your initial writings, yeah, but, it but was, uh... they liked your style, so, like, just try this. Yeah, we see, you know? you say we see some potential there. Yeah. And that's the one thing that... Um, I find it is quite humbling in a way because you kind of think, well, there's, there's, there's going to be better writers than me. There's going to be writers who aren't as good as me. I certainly know myself that uh, my limitations and things like this, but at the same time, it's that, that possibility where somebody says to you, right, okay, well, let's see quite where you can go. We'll give you help. And um, yeah, yeah, as you say, it's a lot of it. People always say right place, right time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sometimes it certainly seems like that. With writing for so much, uh, does, it, does it ever get, this is, this isn't meant as it sounds. Does it ever get boring to you? Is there ever, ever a time when you're like, why can't I just write three standards? <laughs> like, you know, I, I want to write an episode of Red Dwarf. Like, what's going on there? No, I, I love it. I genuinely love it. And the reason being, um, because of the kind of impact it has. I did, um, one of the episodes I had broadcast last June, so about 12 months ago, was one about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And I remember writing it at the time and thinking, if it just, this is going to sound really preachy, but if just one kid out there watches this mm. and thinks, I want to do something about that, then for me, that's what it's about. And that's it, really what it's that, about. That has happened, doesn't it? A 16 year old kid was like, well, what we need to do is get a giant inflatable tube and we need to float it across yeah. the ocean. And, and he's doing it, man. Yeah. He's clearing up the ocean. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's it. He reckons by, by within like sort of five years, he can clear up that giant uh, yeah, the garbage patch. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was. Uh, yeah. The size of France. A bit bigger than that now. It's horrendous. Yeah. As I yeah, say, when yeah. I was researching it last year, it's just uh, incredible. And you think, you know, that 
one of the messages they try and get across with it being a geography program is, um, you know, kind of how, how beautiful, how precious the world is and things like that. But, yeah, just that opportunity. If, there's, if somebody just sees it and says, uh, you know, sitting here 30 years' time and says, what was it that inspired you to, um, to go out there and, and mm. you know, start, uh, start changing the world and changing the environment? And they say, well, it's this one program I saw then. Great, because I know we all, we're just saying about Elmo and things like that. You know, you remember the kind of mm. characters you grow up with. So uh, to, to have somebody... Elmo, yeah. <laughs> so, so in your, in your utopia, mm. you know, where, where would you, even if it's not, you know, writing for kids shows or whatever, you know, what, what would you want to go into like for, from, from this point now? <laughs> Blimey. You'll stay just doing what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it, it genuinely is... So it might sound slightly um, slightly off pat, but it genuinely is. As I say, seeing seeing the kids and seeing the enjoyment in their faces. I went out um, last week, a couple of weeks ago, to uh, got invited along to a school to um, for their careers day. I mean, careers day at four and five years old. That's, mm. that's something else. But um, but it was just brilliant, and the children were there saying. It said to me, um, you know, one of them said, "So what was it that inspired you to be a writer?" And I said to her, at the risk of sounding slightly daft, I said, it's you. I said, it genuinely is you. And that is, that's, that's nice, a, man. That's nice. That's a big message that's been going out across throughout all, a lot mm. of the interviews that we're doing is inspiration, you know. Yeah. Like all these, all these, all the artists that are, you know, scattered through Shrewsbury today. Yeah. If there was one kid walking past, even if it's like mommed on the way to make Waitrose and not really bothered about comedy, if he sees something that inspires him and it makes that spark, yeah. it's all, it makes it all worth it, you know? Um, and I think it's... Made, I was going to ask this, this question, and it is an odd question. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at something, I think I was on a, a comment thread for something about Paw Patrol or something, mm. and there were adults that were talking about, oh, God, I can't wait for season four. <laughs> I, 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 I can't... Do you find that there's a lot of like genuinely just adults really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was um, slightly mad. And the other other line of work I do, I was chatting away to somebody there, and and the, the subject of what I did um, writing for kids TV turned up, and the conversation immediately stopped to them saying, "I'm gonna have to phone my brother." And I was like, "Right, okay, I've, I've got to phone my brother. That I'm, I'm sitting here talking to somebody who's written for Gojet. It's somebody who uh, you know knows Ubercorn. And it's like, well, I don't want to break it to you, but Ubercorn's kind of like on a computer. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's kind of like uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, fine. So uh, and yeah, so I do find that um, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it does have quite a quite a good reach. So I remember there's, there was one time, and my little, I mean, I know talking about Paw Patrol. I was sitting writing some stuff for a show and my little boy's watching Paw Patrol in the background and a rider comes on and it's a completely different voice and I know straight away and I drop my pen <laughs> and I'm like, what the? Flip Who the is, table how over. They, how dare they? And you forget that these are probably kid actors that are probably, their voices are broken now. They've had to get another rider in to do the job and I'm thinking, it does affect it. Like you said, like when, when there's no kids in the room, sometimes you, you just leave it on whilst yeah, you're doing... Yeah. Your, 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 well, it's like it. season one of Simpsons. You watch season one of Simpsons yeah. and you think, that's not Homer. What the no, earth what, is Get out. Oh, God. Well, look, thank you so much, Phil. For, no, for no, you're welcome. Thanks you ever know, so much. Oh, for, thank uh, you for waiting because it's been such a crazy day. Like, oh, you know, no problem. No problem um, at all, chaps. Um, um, but um, are you here tomorrow as well? Are you? Oh, by the way, are you local? Are you local? Yeah, yeah. I just live. Uh, just live on. Uh, live in Shrewsbury. So, oh, that's uh, nice. Nearly gave me a dress out there, which will be one on one. Pop round. I'll have the coffee kettle on for you. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, tomorrow I'm um, I'm in the the Games Expo in Birmingham tomorrow. So, oh, uh, oh yeah, okay. Cool. So uh, well, my other my other hobby. So uh, I hope that uh, you have. 
have a great time. And, yeah, cheers. Uh, oh, thanks ever so much. It's absolutely a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much. Uh, would you sign our our book? Because you are of a writer. Of course. Of Sharpie there. Sharpie. Give it a squiggle. We're going to get as many signatures on there as possible, and we're going to try and auction it and make a bit of money for... No worries. Only too happy. Only too happy to. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you, Shane. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Peace. Thank you both. Cheers. <laughs> so that was the end of part one, and uh, that was Phil Davis. And as you probably guessed from that he's, he's a brilliant guy a really nice guy really good to talk to um, next we've got um, Nathan Proctor and Andrew Richmond and I'm not going to blabber on too much I'm just going to let you enjoy it so here is part two enjoy Okay, so um, we go and we do a Joe Rogan rolling hand. Where uh, when? You're not going to do do an I Alex. Love, yeah, Hello, love, Hello. <laughs> I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's awesome, isn't yeah. he? One of my inspirations. Uh, thank you for joining us on the on the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, it's great to chat to you. You know, um, thank you very much. Uh, you are we are Cal Comics Have you been enjoying it? Uh, yeah, I, do you know what? It's it's one of those. It was going to be. It was always going to be hit or miss or you know because it's one of those shows that on paper looks amazing yeah but can can it be pulled off yeah because yeah. it takes you know so many people and so much resource and they've done a really really good job they've it's a very ambitious move to do it here in shrewsbury because as much as we love shrewsbury it's like the, the venues are quite separated but uh, with a few tweaks I think it could be a, a massive success I mean I did a Frank Quietly um, panel earlier and uh, I was like how many of you are from out of town and loads of people put their hands up so it's brought people yeah. to the town you know where are you guys from are you from are you local well I, I'm from Telford just oh. over the way okay. and uh, Andy's Somerset Bath in Somerset so it's, we actually um, know each other through ice through shade yeah yeah. it was, it was one of those things that I, I mean I've been writing for many many years 10-15 years and it just really hasn't gone anywhere and um, I'd been plagued with a lot of bad luck and not knowing where to start and it's, it's been difficult you know yeah. it's, it's been really difficult and um, after a few non-starts after sort of the first yeah. 10 years somebody was like well have you spoke to Andy and uh, I met him at ICE and I um, he showed me some alternative stuff he's like if you're struck because he couldn't take anything on at the time and he was like well you can do stuff with imagery and photos and stuff like that and he showed me something he'd done years ago because Andy uh, Andy Richmond's done uh, he's, he's been published a few times over so yeah. mm. and um, he looked at a couple of my scripts and he liked them good and he wanted to do them and then he went actually I've got an idea, mate. He's <laughs> like, um, I've, I've, I've had this, this thing rolling around in my head and the, the way that you've done, uh, we both share a love of hammer horror. Oh, right, okay. And stuff. I, you know, there's, there's, um, there's kind of that slow burn suspense that you don't get often. And the brilliant thing is about European comics is you can get away with doing that. You, more than you can in American comics mm. with American comics a bit more censorship and things yeah. well, it's, it's also um, the way that it's sort of edited when I'm, I'm, when I'm saying that I'm saying more the big two um, the independence is, is different again obviously they can get away with that but they kind of hurry you along they're like you know you, you need to be you know there needs to be a certain amount of this happening now yeah. then it, you know yeah. We need to generalise it for the audience, for the wider audience, I bet. It's very cliche, isn't it? The hammer horror thing. We know a guy that would absolutely love that, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a great um, genre. How's it, how's it going? Like, is it- it's going really well. We're getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, no, we're getting a lot of great feedback. Uh, you know, there's, there's, we're, we're, there's 
couple of learning curves, which yeah. uh, you know we're, we're taking on board. Uh, it's it's the first time for me, um, and you know, although uh, Andy's done stuff before, he's he's still in himself. Um, you know, uh, and he believes. So, see, to a layman sort of art pleb like me, <laughs> I, I can't tell the difference. You know, you, you, I, I look at Octobriana, I look at Greyborough, and it doesn't look that different. But you know, he's been talking with some of his art friends over the weekend, and they're mm. like, "Oh, we can definitely see there's an improvement between the two. And I'm like, "Really? I don't see it." <laughs> yeah, but if then, if I could, if if I was an artist, I, I would have been pulling. <laughs> you know, I would have yeah, been doing yeah, this already. The fine so. lines, yeah. So um, it's, um, but you know, it's it's going really well. And um, how long? Yeah. So how long has it been? How long have you been writing for these clothes for then? With Mondo, uh, we started around Christmas. Really? Christmas. Very yeah, fresh. very very fresh. We we. You know, um, we're both a little older than we would like to be start at, at the start of this. You know, we, yeah. we're both, like I said, I've been I've been writing for nearly fifteen years. You know, between ten fifteen years, and putting just sending them everywhere. And you know, have you got any artwork to go with it? Have you got any artwork to go with it? Never have. So it's it's always been difficult. Yeah, you know, we like your script. Have you got any preliminary sketches or anything? No, <laughs> so it's it's Soft. really it's, yeah it, it's really hard, unless you've got some sort of artwork or something to go with it it's, it can be quite hard. I imagine yeah because you're like well I don't I can't imagine how this is going to look and without the artwork. Well, uh, a lot of the with um, with independent uh, with a lot of uh, sort of independent uh, pub- publishers as well they they would prefer to have mm. you know a product and there's, there's good reason for that because there's a lot of time wasters. Yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah. Um, uh, this sounds a bit negative, but I'll be totally honest. Out of ten artists that you will meet, one might do some work. And we've for seen you. a lot. Yeah. Of, we've yeah. seen a lot of that this weekend. We've seen a lot of like aspiring artists, like um, like Hal, who I've just who's just from a friend request actually. Um, uh, um, Hal Lauren, um, and he's he's, he's amazing. Some of the yeah. artwork he showed us was absolutely fantastic, and he does a few com- uh, covers. But you know, it's, that's you in, isn't it? Your covers. Yeah. Um, so to 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 be out here hungry, wanting to speak to like y- your yeah. uh, you know Kieran Gillens and you, you know, it's it's really inspiring to see. But I get it. I guess it is a hard industry to get into as you're. You know, it is. You know, and even sort of doing your own thing. Even you know, because we decided um, that we well. See the the Mondo thing. I'll backtrack a little bit. Uh, Mondo Comics is Andrew's brainchild. It's you know Rich Mond, mm. Mond, Mondo Comics. Um, he'd done some stuff before. Uh, he had a bit of a uh, publishing sort of thing going before, and it didn't work out. Uh, and he because it was with somebody else, and it didn't really go anywhere. And he uh, decided that he wanted to do it himself, mm. um, and that was sort of what he was going to do. And I was just sort of writing for it. Yeah, um, and then it got increasingly more sort of because I mean Andrew's just this insane ball of creativity. Yeah, this guy will pitch you a pitch in the middle of a pitch. <laughs> like, here we're talking about a pitch. You go, oh, I've had this great idea. It's you know we're going to be doing this, that, and the other. Oh, by the way, oh, what about this? And you'd be like, slow down. Hold on a minute. <laughs> take, take, take a step back, man. What happened to that other pitch? Yeah. Yeah? It's, it's quite modest because he's been he's been about for the last couple yeah. of days, hasn't he? And I didn't he didn't even mention that he was he, he was who he was. You know, yeah. he, he's kind of just really helpful guy. He's been dragging people in yeah, for us yeah, to talk to, yeah, and he's yeah. been really helpful. Uh, and like, 
he's got he has got a lot of energy. So. Yeah, he has. He's, um, he's a bit like Ollie, isn't he? In a way, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he he doesn't stop. No I mean. one's like Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No, not quite. Um, but I mean, Andy's somebody who does an oil paint in a day, and yeah. he'll do a page or two a day on top of a full time job, and planning the wedding. He's planning yeah, and it, but you know, we we say to him sometimes, "This is me." And there's uh, John A. Short, of Court Creations. He's worked uh, on a couple of Mondo projects as well. I'll give uh, uh, John a, a, a little mention there because he's awesome, and his stuff's awesome. But um, you know, and we, we we sort of laugh, and we're just like, you know, you really need to slow down, man, because <laughs> I, I really don't want him to burn out. I, I don't want him to sort of get to a point where it's a chore. Yeah, because he really enjoys the towel in or exactly. Yeah. yeah, we've done that before. I mean, like, when we first when I first started doing podcasts and I did the the Thor's Kin podcast, I was like, we can do a spin-off called the Weekly Bazaar. Hmm? Sorry, that's where I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, you know Thor's Kin. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I do, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. But I was like, we could do the Weekly Bazaar and we can do the Superhero Bar Fight and we can do this, that and the other. And, and at the end, and I was like, I picked up the Shoes with Biscuit and we did this. And then I was just kind of like, this is too much, man. <laughs> to, we got rid of the Superhero yeah. Bar Fight and the Weekly Bazaar thing because it's, you know, it's hard when you've got so many ideas, but you can't do them. Well, the thing is, as well, you run the risk of starting to, uh, you know, it becomes a drain and you don't enjoy it anymore. And that's the last thing that you want yeah. because that's ruined it forever. Mm. You know, you never look at something the same then. And I, I don't want Andy to do that. You know, I, I get his enthusiasm, you know, and I keep, you know, the thing is, I'm just as guilty as pushing him as, as he is pushing himself. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, I'll pitch him something and go, look, right, scratch that. Just, this don't is our baby now. This is don't our baby. Do, don't do anything for a, for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, he'll get back to me with like another pitch, and it's just like, Jesus. he's got some talent. Though. I was just looking through his oil yeah. oil paintings his and oil stuff. Paintings it's amazing. amazing. Um, I nearly tore some at the. I'm joking. I would never <laughs> do that. <laughs> no, he's um, but yeah, he's he's a real tour de force when it comes to creativity. He's yeah. he's amazing. Um, we've got uh, another young guy, uh, Kyle Wright, as well. He's actually in our teaser armor book. Um, Kyle, um, he's uh, he's a, a young guy who he works in um, Forbidden Planet in Wolverhampton. Oh right, okay. And uh, he just sort of he's another guy who um, who volunteers for Shane's uh, cons and stuff. And um, yeah, he, he he just sort of come along out of nowhere, and Andy knew he could he, he could put some stuff together, and just said, "Look, if I give you this five page book, um, do, could you do it?" And uh, he sent it back straight to me. It's great, great mm. stuff. Yeah, I love that about this. You know, you're a writer that, that late on in life really wanted to do something, and yeah. he's picked you up and he's given you the opportunity. And there's another young lad that he's trying to help out as well. It's really inspiring to see that because it is. You know, in this day and age where you can share a comic book online digitally, or you can speak to people around the world. I mean, uh, J.K. Rowling, for example, she set in like hundreds of versions of Harry Potter yeah. around the world before she even got picked up. Now, who's got the last laugh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, is that um, especially uh, I, say, I say I keep saying, especially in in um, Europe, but you know, there's this amazing stuff coming out of the states as well. But like, um, there's. Can I have a look at the book? Please? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um, there's uh, like quite a bit of sort of completely sort of free and open creativity when it comes to European. I mean, if you look at the French market, right? French comic books are right up there when it comes to creativity. They are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, humanoid stuff, and you know, it's just really good stuff. Did a, did um. Did a lot with uh, I did an interview with Charlie Adlard and he does yeah. a lot of French comics. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he does. got a yeah. huge passion for it. But yeah, I mean, if you remember, like 
asterisks and stuff when you're a kid. The, the yeah. detail they put into it, like draw every single character t- to the finest detail. You know? Well, the thing, you know, I mean, even back then, I mean, they've got the sort of the more undergroundy stuff that doesn't really, you know, that's more sort of, yeah, you know, people know less about. But the, I mean, like you said, asterisks, Tintin. You know what I mean? Or mm. Tintin's Belgian, isn't it? But it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, and this this is great stuff. And like I said, Humanoids, you look at their back catalogue. Humanoids' back catalogue is amazing. Yeah. Such good stuff. And uh, like I said, Charlie, Charlie would tell you the same, some great stuff. And um, we've got an opportunity, you know, we do have the opportunity to be able to bang out mm. some really fresh fresh stories. And um, and it's, it's, it is competitive. Yeah, it's very yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. What's your what's, what your kind of influences? What do you like to write? What's um, your, your genre? A I mean, lot of a lot of my um, influences are classic literature. Yeah, uh, to be yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I love you know comic books is my first love. My first love. I mean, but I mean, going back to my my early childhood, I went to this small you know strong christian school out in the sticks where all we did was read and we had like a, a secondary school up the road where we who that had a swim pool so it was swim read swim read swim read <laughs> that's very much what, yeah. yeah uh it was a lovely little school but you know it's in the middle of nowhere um church over the road you know quite choir sort of practice and stuff like that so we uh, we had classics but we also had like um and we were talking about this the other uh, uh, earlier on so it's fresh in the mind have you ever seen like the um, ghost books that have like regional, like the little regional ghosts mythologies and stuff? You get like like little yeah, like tra- like little paperbacks and yeah, I've seen yeah, it, yeah, and ghostly tales of Shropshire for us. And it, but there's like you know so many, and they've got like these little few page mythologies, like ghost stories. They're amazing. Yeah, I, I love that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, and um, there was one. There's um oh, what's the guy's name? The poet. The Highwayman. Forget the guy's name. Um, but there was a there was a uh, illustrated version, really, really sort of gothically illustrated, released in the eighties, in the mid eighties. I remember I read that so many times. Yeah, you know, I it, it, it and just the, the the art from it. I just totally fell in love with it. And that was pre comic books for me. I mean, I was I'm about six seven years old at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, within a year of that, a couple of people sort of like passed on a few X-Men comic books. Alfred Noyes? Yes. Alfred Noyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, there's a, there was a version released, because I think it was, it was written years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But um, there was a version released, like an, a, a press, um, like a, um, yeah, this illustrated. The guy was, he was a really obscure painter, the hmm. illustrator for it. Um, I forget his name. He was like a, an, an award-winning painter, and he did all this really mad stuff, like graphic stuff. And it's all like negatives, you know, like like a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you know. You, uh, there's, so there's like blacks, and then there's negatives, and it just looks amazing. And like the first time I f- saw it, I fell in love with it, and that that was it. I actually wanted to be an artist originally, um, but I wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh-huh. I'm the same as writing. I'm, I'm writing. I feel like I could be a writer. I, I did start a synopsis for a book. It's in, it's in a, a case up in my, in my, in my uh, sock drawer upstairs in my bedroom. Um, but I, I started chapter one, and I, I think I spent like a whole night writing about how the fire reflects on the guy's face. <laughs> it was too much detail. I was just kind of like, oh, this is hard, you know. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the the worst thing is, and especially with comic books, is dialogue. Yeah. It's, it's really because 
I, I always find it really, really um, helpful to me to sort of run it back in my mind mm. because you can write all, all this stuff and it feels clever, sounds clever at the time, and then you think about it and people don't talk, talk like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't say that; it's ridiculous. And that can work if you're working on a hyper real sort of story, like like um, like superheroes and stuff. You can get away with that because. You know, it's expected. And sorry, I don't mean to. It sounds sometimes like I'm talking down about. It. That's not the case at all. I love superhero books. No, but it has a client, yeah. certain clientele, doesn't it? Where it has to be very. Um, what's the word? It, it's it's got to be. Um, it's got to be to the point, and you, you can't dance around it. You know, whereas something yeah. like um, Watchmen or something. You know, the the, the first uh, the first few panels of Watchmen. You read it, and it reads like like a horror book. It's like the yeah. you know. There's a big difference. There's a big, di- and I think that's um, the difference in some of the uh, some of the early British invasion that went over to America, because they weren't used to writing comics in the same way. Yeah. Again, that's not a slight on American uh, writers, but they knew how to get because the, the editors and the, and the and the publishers don't want a slow burn. It's instant gratification, which is what a comic really is, especially yeah. the American, fire, you know, the, the original, you know, and and um, so it's uh, when it first started going over, it's kind of like they, it was either hit or miss, you know, whether they liked it or not, you know, because it's kind of like these guys are taking too long, and you can't you can't do that with superhero comics. Some some of them did okay, but it it you'll see how a lot of the British. Um, our, uh, writers started off on sort of more obscure titles like Swamp Thing and stuff like that because it was it was more suited to that style of writing. Yeah, and um, Swamp Thing I can imagine being really hard to write about. There's yeah. so many uh, like if you've ever read Swamp Thing, I've read, read quite a bit. I love Swamp Thing. Sometimes you can look at a page and it, it takes a couple of seconds to work out what is what. So imagine writing that. I always imagine. Yeah. Well, quite- the thing is with Swamp Thing, did you manage to get hold of Manatee Packet? No, we 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 did the Frank Quietly thing as he was doing his drawing. Oh, really? like, so, yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a darling. He's a really nice guy. Um, he was uh, he, his and Scott Snyder's run on um, uh, Swamp Thing on New Fifty Two. I firmly believe is the one of the biggest sort of under you know, you know underrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was the best book in New Fifty Two. You know, yeah. um, I really really Hello. I really liked Batman. Uh, Enter stage know. left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Goodbye. we do this every time. There we go. There Sorry we go. about that. That's right. Uh, so, hi. Hi there. How are you? You just well. walked in. Would you like to introduce yourself? I am Andrew Richmond. I'm Mondo Comics. Myself he- and Nathan. Oh, by Hello. Testing. Testing. There you go. He's the evil Dr. Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> the evil yeah. Dr. Mondo. We've been talking about you, sir. Well. And, <laughs> and your comics. Um, thank you. First of all, I want to say, like, thank you for giving young, young people and writers an opportunity because we've just been talking about you and how you, you find, like, this, you saying there's a young chap that you're helping at the moment and, and, and yourself, like, you're giving people opportunity to yeah. shine and you've got an amazing talent. So I just want to say thank you for, for keeping this alive. Because it's it's a great it's a great platform. It's like what have you been saying about yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what have I walked in? Uh, we, we were talking about because uh, um, I was yeah I've, I've been quite honest about it and I was ready to jack. Yeah, to be honest, um, I, I I kind of 
had enough after you know a decade of well, getting Nathan that put a shout out on Facebook looking for artists to work on one of his stories. So, I mean, I was in the middle of doing many projects, but I thought that... <laughs> Surprise. <yeah. laughs> so I, I said, we'll have a look. So I started laying it out, and then we were chatting on Facebook and stuff. And I mean, I met Nathan a couple of times. And he... Um, yeah, we started chatting about other projects. So yeah, we did... That, do you know what? I've got an idea, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this idea. So I think we started with House on Haunted Hill. We were going to do an adaptation. Uh, well, we, d- we talked about that. Yeah. But, uh, did, was that... The- we start. That was so the, the movie, yeah. um, the Vincent Price movie, about that. <laughs> is um, in the public domain. And we were thinking, well, let's do a comic of that. So Nathan mm. started... Boiled it down. Boiled it down, but nothing came of it yet. And then we started talking again. I hope so, because it was, sorry, it was no fun. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but yeah. To, to practice as a, as a, as a project, it yeah. got oh, you yeah. into the writing vibe. And then we were talking about other stuff. And I, I did... Um, an Aces Weekly comic for David Lloyd last summer with the writer John Short. And I did something called Sebastian Dark. And then Which is excellent. on the back of that, we started talking. So I met John in a pub where all the best meetings are. Of course. Of course. No good idea to start with coffee, said, do they? <laughs> no. What can, we, um, what can we do? And I, I suddenly remembered that John was an Octobriana expert. So he went away. And because of my love of horror, he said, well, what if Hammer Horror, Hammer House of Horror, had done a movie of Octobriana in the 70s? So he said that, you know, and the, the doctor was sat there and he just so happened to look like Christopher Lee. <laughs> so I got to draw Christopher Lee and Ping. Peter Cushing. And, yeah. That's so amazing. we put that on. I started uh, a sketch, a, a panel a day on January the 1st. And by Valentine's Day, I was kickstarting Octobriana, the first comic. But in the before that, we'd been planning Nathan and I, and we were coming up. We came up with Graybra, yeah. and I think that was the day that Stan Lee died. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Because we we put in instead of Peter Parker, we, we put in Patrick Prince. Yeah. So we had lots. Yeah, of, we had like a little yeah. But there's there's a lot of that kind of thing in there, and I think that's yeah. There's some some um, nods that are really really blatant, and some that are not so blatant, you know. And it's, it's yeah. just sort of littered with that. Because we were talking at the time about our love of like things like Hellblazer, with Jamie Delano, oh. British horror. I love Hellblazer. Yeah, Jamie Jamie yeah. Delano and John Ridgway, and I mean I have people like John Bolton, John Ridgway, all these you know sort of fantastic sort of horror artists, and on the because of that, we um, came up with this Graeber, which was what if Ron Weasley was a reporter? So Rupert Grint <laughs> was, our, was our reference. I did look through it and I was like, that's, that's Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> so we put the jokes in there saying, Oi, Ron, you know, my mate loves gingers. Yeah. And he's going, oh, I get that all the time. So if that was adapted into a, a Netflix film, We'd obviously try and get, get Rupert in. Get Rupert in. I think he'd um, do it. He seems quite down to earth. What I love about your stuff is you guys are thinking outside the box. Because I know, like, with Constantine and Spawn and a lot of, a lot of the comics, they, they do throw in a bit of gore. But you're picking up a, a hammer horror genre. And is that done often in comics? Because I haven't seen a lot of it. It's, it can be difficult to do. Because well, it's like we were saying between about, the difference yeah. between European and American comics with the instant graphic uh, gratification. In European comics, you 
got the opportunity to be a slower burn. Yeah. You know, and, and people and readers are a lot more forgiving. They will stick with it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and again, no slight to American readers or, 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 you know, or comic book writers. It's just that that's the way it's always been. Yeah. With American comics. Um, that, I mean, things are changing a little bit now. I mean, some of the stuff that's coming out of uh, Image Comics, yeah, especially over the last sort of 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is absolutely fantastic. But um, yeah, so we, we've got this. Uh, it, we've got an opportunity to, to do these things that are a little bit more suspenseful, you know? So if there is any gore or something, or we, we like to put in like at least like a big panel, you know, so at some point in where it's just, yeah, graphic and nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as, as kids, that's what pulled us into the Hammer movies and all the, the stuff that was on late at night Boobies. on telly. Yeah. It was a bit of boob. It was a, a bit, bit of boob, of yeah. 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 Mm. You know, and a, and a character actor with a, a crucifix. and we're just, we're just simple children at the end of the day. Yeah. You don't watch Friday the 13th and not expect any of that, do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. but the thing, I mean, but that's the thing is like, you know, I'm, and I, I, I know Andrew is as well, I mean, Hammer is a particular love, but there's there's more than, than oh just, goodness yeah there's, there's there's so much I I personally love um, the, the the beauty in in um, the Universal pictures from the 30s and 40s yeah. as well yeah. it's stunning so and, and even up into the slash some of the slasher movies some of the slasher movies um, you know <laughs> so it's, it's it's kind of like that it's it's all across and um, you ever thought to reach out to Mr. Zombie and being like, "Hey, Rob, can you can I borrow one of your properties to do a comic?" Well, I, I love white zo- white zombie Rob Zombie as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> say, we're, we're doing this the seat of our pants, you know, the skin yeah, of our teeth. Pretty, much, pretty yeah. much doing a panel a day and then doing an eight-hour design job and then coming home and doing another panel and another and then running Kickstarters. So Getting everything you, we've just talked about, it, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's been done in the last five months. Yeah. Yeah, we were just saying. A yes, whole lot we did from yeah, a... It's been breakneck yeah. speed. And the thing is, is that I know, um, like I, said, I, I did mention, we're, we're not sort of mm. spring chickens. So we do yeah. have that kind of, that sort of sense of urgency a little bit. I mean, not to the point where we're, where we're going to rush things and not enjoy yeah. it, but... Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I've been. Well, you try, know, you, you're been, aware that the clock's ticking. Exactly, and I've been trying yeah. to get this. Stuff I think on. the clock's ticking for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You can, that proverbial bus can be round the corner whenever. Absolutely. But I think you you do have to seize it. I mean, I yeah. I hit a, a milestone birthday last year. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say uh, when I say milestone. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one, <laughs> wasn't it? No, much much older. <laughs> um, almost eligible for a bus pass. Um, but we, yeah, so I just thought, right, I'm going to take stock. I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. I'm going to get married. And I'm going to, let's give this comics a go. Um, and then when I've had enough of comics, I'll go back to oil painting. I was going to say, so, so is and, this for you, in your, in your stage of your life, is this sort of like a make or break in this kind of This field? is, I mean, I've, I've said that I want my best ever painting or drawing to be the last one I do. Yeah. And then die. <laughs> so right the way to my deathbed yeah. I want to be doing a drawing a day carry on going I mean if it has to be done with a mechanical claw <laughs> from a brain in a jar <laughs> saying what we're doing well there's plenty of influence in that book for that yeah. <laughs> well guys this has been awesome chatting to you I can hear some Thank microphones you. going on over there so I think we may have to investigate what's going on I think um, you might have to yeah, yeah I think there's something something going on it's been all. Oh, Awesome speaking Thank to you. you. Very you're much. local to me. I work in Telford as well, so we need yep. to get our heads together. And yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it was a friend actually put me onto the Thorskin. Yeah, was it? thing. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, 
been 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 uh, looking at this. You should look at it. And I've I've followed you on Facebook and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Really? that's been cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, so. to, we'll get you on the show because Tom, our co-host on there, he actually does makeup effects for horror movies and things. He loves oh, horror yeah. movies. He's so, so. mad on horror. I and think, he's got, he's got, he's got crazy knowledge as well about crazy knowledge, very, yeah. you know, so horror characters. Love to speak to and stuff, cool. yeah. keep looking out on Kickstarter. Yeah, we'll where, where, where can people find you? Let's, let's plug uh, you. Yeah. We, we have uh, the usual social media, uh, just Mondo Comics with an X, Mondo Comics. Oh, that's uh, why they're find not yeah. back to the um, old underground comics days. Uh, so we're on social media. We've got a f- uh, fledgling website, mondocomics.com. Com, yeah. yeah. Mondo Comics, again, Mondo, and then Comics with Next. But if anyone was interested, you can go onto Kickstarter itself and put in Greyborough or Octobriana. And you can sort of see, And we'll see, come yeah. up. So the, the previous ones. And we'll be Kickstartering another one in September. And, and then, then the final one, one <laughs> November. Okay, that's uh, awesome. And I've got to say, just for, again for the, for the uh, benefit of the listeners, that the, the, we got the, the we got three of the um, the Comic works books. in front of us, and they're, they're awesome, aren't they? To be fair, yeah. they, they look they look Thank amazing. You. I'm like, slightly je- I, I really love what we did with the Greyborough cover. We did, like it, we were talking about it earlier about the contrast. Yeah. Where it, it looks, looks like, um, like a leaflet you'd see. Yeah. Yeah. A 1920s yeah. map. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, for a train. And then the inside covers yeah. get, more, like when you get the first one, and then the last one, you see that it's like a massive contrast. Yeah. Br- yeah. Blazing. Sort but we've of also, color. on the back of that, we've got the merchandise. We've got Nathan's got yep. the t shirt on, and the badges. And yeah. Yeah, which hopefully we're going to sort of expand on and stuff yeah. but we you yeah, know yeah. obviously the well you know what um, with, with whatever we're doing if you ever wanted to do like um, a share post competition for in some of your merch Thank so you. we can help you out oh, we've yeah. got oh, our yeah, support so we'll um, be on that Thank you yeah, very much Thank so you I was much. saying about the October that particular oil painting cover I was really I was actually a bit jealous about it. even though as much as I love the Grey Brewer yeah. thing that is a great cover it, it, it is really a great yeah. cover but it, what I what, what I like right, to finish on though is what I well, the great thing we're working with John and Nathan is that if not, I'm a one-man band and I will end up doing the oil paintings and I'll do the lettering and i try editing. So I'm trying to get as many people in as possible mm-hmm. okay. because it does, it's, it's knackering. So you're after, you're after artists. So we, look, we put a shout out for artists, yeah. letterers. I mean, eventually we'd want to introduce colour. So yeah. we'll be looking for colorists. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd, we were doing the networking here as you do and I had um, it was a guy called Lawrence Campbell I've known Lawrence for ages. He works for Mignolaverse. He's a legend. For BPRD. <laughs> and he's going, yeah, if you want to draw, I said, well, what about a five-page? I can't do your five-pager. But, yeah. So, mm. yeah. just looking for all, all manner shout of stuff. shout out then. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, um, Andy's taking, like, a lot of the brunt of, of the load at the moment. There's a couple of us um, that are writing um, for Mondo at the moment. And Andy's doing the majority of it, which... Mm. He's, he's, I mean, he's handling it for now, but you know, yeah, we yeah. It, it, we could ideally sort of recruit. Yeah, a few the people. missus is supporting, yeah. but um, <laughs> or the missus to be, but we have to be very careful. Yeah, <laughs> how long for is the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's yeah. one of those things we just uh, are trying to expand and and stuff. It's not always easy when you're no. sort of 
trying to pe- get people to collaborate because sometimes we, we kind of get it yeah. we, we completely feel yeah. that I mean we're doing this podkin and stuff yeah. it's yes. all grassroots and like it's it, it is difficult you know trying to you know we've got big ambitions you know we've, we've talked That's for it. hours about where, where we're gonna be. That's yeah. what it's like but hello listen to me you kind of get it with comics is collaboration can be a dirty word yeah um, you know people sort no of I like love it yeah it's important kind of like screw you pay me yeah, the attitude yeah. And it's like, or, well, yeah. or people that dip in and dip out yeah know. and it's, it's kind of like well we're building up to the point where possibly we you know hopefully in the future we could pay people I mean as a, a collaborator rate, Nathan's a dream he'll come up with you very much. a finished script I think he's a dream he's a dream boat <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous there we go right guys thank you very much thank for joining you. us let's go find out what's going on over there thank, thank you, you thank, thank you very, very much. much cheers